0: my name is Reverend May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood which is an actual thing worth a Google I figured one of us has to wear the top hat yes and, and today, realize, it's today it's me it's day mine. I feel so powerful with my top hat I feel like there is no limit to how high I can get <laughs> Oh, it just feels wrong, me wearing it. That's your thing. It's your thing, it's not my thing. Uh, welcome to the Pope on Film. My name is May This is episode 460 of the podcast. Yes, yes, little Lebowski, Urban Achievers, and proud we are of all of that. I've got my Blahaz Shark Rocky here. We are ready to go. And, and let me tell you something, Bunny. Um, there should be a warning before the movie Boxing Helena. First off, I want to say, all my life I haven't seen this movie, so I called it Boxing Helena. Then I watched the movie, and everybody pronounces her name Helena, Boxing Helena. I'm not changing my pronunciation.
1: That's right. Take a stand.
0: Fight the power. I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand. All my life, this movie has been Boxing Helena. And then I watch the movie and learn I've pronounced it wrong. No, maybe the movie's wrong. Maybe the movie is wrong.
1: Sinead O'Connor is dead. It's up to you to step up.
0: Hell yeah. Hell yeah, I've been listening to Sinead. That that woman got a bad rap. Let me tell you something about the movie Boxing Helena. There should be a warning before the movie starts that says warning this song this movie features the song Sadness by Enigma. <laughs> warning Gregorian chants will be used in this film. Like sometimes you go to the movie and it's movies and it'll say oh watch out Black Panther Wakanda Forever features flashing lights. It should say 90s Gregorian chants are used in this film.
1: I think we should just go with warning, piece of shit.
0: Uh, hearing Sadness by Enigma gave me 90s PTSD. Suddenly I was a, a teenager again and I didn't like it. It's the same feeling I get when I hear Cotton-Eyed Joe or uh, Scatman. Okay. Okay. I'm a scat man. Yeah, that's how I felt when there's a sex scene happening in boxing, Helena, and suddenly, sad, dimo, I feel like we should do like a commercial, like uh, attention. This is an important announcement. Did you hear Enigma in the '90s? That you may You may qualify for financial compensation. Call us now. Yes. So, anyway, uh, oh, such, it's going to be a a shorter episode than our usual nine hours of insanity, but it's going to be a good show. We're going to be talking about, um, uh, television shows, cousins, uh, otters, documentaries, breweries. Art Garfunkel, what are you doing here? What the here? fuck? Yeah. Go away. I don't i like it. Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman, who cares? And uh, <laughs> Michael Jackson's 1991 black or white music video.
1: We, we will definitely be getting back to Bill Paxton.
0: Or Bill Pullman, it doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't matter. No,
0: it does not. They are interchangeable. And also, spoilers for this week's movie, uh, Boxing Helena, at the end of the film, it turns out it was all a dream of Bob Newhart's. Yes. What's the fucking point? The thing is, is that all my life I've known the basic plot of the movie that a man obsessed with a woman cuts off her arms and cuts off her legs. I do and then not, I, I assume, really and, and then I assumed, and then I assumed he kept her in a box. There's, there's no no box. there's no box! There's no box! No, there's, there's no box. box anywhere. It's like bedding, Helena. Yeah. Professor X wheelchairing Helena. There's no box. You're not keeping her in a box. Then what's the point of the title, Boxing Helena? Not only do you not keep her in a box, you don't even throw a punch to Skittlin' Fenn. It's upsetting to me. It... And I've known that the whole thing was all a dream. So basically, this whole movie is pointless. Like, what's the point of watching the movie if I already know that the ending is robot monster?
1: We, we, we should just save this for a little later. No, this movie will just
0: upsets me. Out. This is... Okay, okay I'll, I'll, I'll just save it. save it. Let's move on, on to the model balls. of... Jeff! Honey, listen. Calm down. Your name is not Jeff, okay? And I know you must be confused. <laughs> Your name is not Jeff. No, it is time once again for our occasional reoccurring podcast segment that features a potpourri of news, a sprinkling of bits, skits here and there, etc. And we both agreed to name this segment Jeff. Now, I wanted to call it the Betty White Memorial Podcast Segment brought to you by Raid Shadow Legends Download today. However, we both agreed to naming it Jeff. And so buckle up, y'all, because it's time to Jeff it up! That's a that's a possible new catchphrase Jeff. to start off our our segment, Jeff. I just came up with it and I think it's alright. Are you ready, Bunny? Bunny? Yes, I am. Okay, first off, Bunny. First off, uh, buckle up, tighten your seat belts and hold on to your hats because it is time once again for the Popon film to break the internet with yet another controversial hot-button topic. This shocking unpopular opinion takes down one of America's biggest celebrities and will no doubt set off a firestorm on social media. I dare say a firestorm. But hey, that's what we do here on the Pope on Film podcast. We push the envelope. Yes. We push it! So, are you ready, Bunny, to once again break the internet with another shocking take?
1: Yes, I am.
0: Okay! Here it is! Brace for impact! Ramming speed! <clears throat> hey! Patty Duke! Identical cousins? That's not a thing. No. Identical cousins? That's not a fucking thing, Patty Duke. You just made that up for your dumb show. And obviously, we could see the line when the two of you were in the same room. We see the line. Yeah. And then most of the time, it's just you talking to the back of someone's head. We know that's just a a double. It's just you there. Oh, yeah. I went there, taking down Patty Duke in the year of our Lord, 2023. That is no doubt going to break the internet, because she rules Hollywood right now.
1: And she's not even really a duke.
0: Yeah, she's not even a duke. King Ralph was more of a duke. Yeah. King Ralph. Oh, yeah, I just came to the biggest movie at the box office. King Ralph. Funny. I like this. There's going to be a bit of a game at the end, so I like this. Here's a bit of an odd news story. Do you remember a month or two back when whales were teaming up to sink yachts in the ocean?
1: Yes. Have they stopped?
0: Oh, no, they're still doing that. And I just love that story. It kind of feels as if, like, all of a sudden, whales have, like, learned about communism. Yeah. And it's like, hey. Um. Hey, whales, I've been reading this book. Have you heard about this thing called capitalism? Apparently it's bad. And, uh rich people control so much we should be taking down rich people and so all of the whales got together and started sinking yachts whales of the ocean uniting to topple the system yes good on you whales well the whale revolution or whalevolution verbal copyright 2023 the Pope on Film podcast and Reverend May Lynn the whale evolution may be spreading to other species now. Oh, cool. Because there are reports out of Santa Cruz of a particularly aggressive five year old female sea otter who has been attacking surfers oh, and yes. stealing their surfboards. Yes. Oftentimes eating the surfboards. And once again, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We got some communist sea otters that are attacking surfers. I am 100% down with that. How do you know that it's a female or if the sea otter, like, oh, there's another one of those fucking surfers. This is my home. This is my home. And this surfer is like, you know what? Fuck you. This is my surfboard. <laughs> and I have a vagina. <laughs> like, how do you know? Because soon as the otter
1: gets on the surfboard... It puts on the Lifetime Channel.
0: This is how. This is how they know that the sea otter is a female. Okay, so this is how they know the sea otter is a female. You know how every you always know when a shark is around because you hear da 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 and that's how you know a shark is around.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. Every time, right before the sea otter strikes, you hear... Let's go, girls. <laughs> and then the sea otter attacks. So, there you go. Short skirt. Oh-oh-oh. So, Bunny, brainstorm. What other ocean species do you think could turn communist and start toppling the status quo? Because the status is not quo.
1: Well, I I don't know about... Because, frankly, the the first species I'm thinking about, uh, they have been been a, a part of this for a very, very long time and I believe that they are actually the ringleaders and instigators of the other animals. And that's seagulls.
0: Seagulls. Oh. F the seagulls.
1: Seagulls They're who have been dead. fucking with us all our lives.
0: I um, think the seagulls think are part of it, but, but I think that the mastermind, the real brains behind and notice yeah. brains. I think there's one really smart-ass dolphin behind this whole thing. Yeah. In like a Doctor Doom. Ass. I. I like have, with a long snout because it's a dolphin. I have one.
2: I have an idea.
0: Hmm. What? Hit me, Max.
2: Giant octopuses.
0: Octopi. Octopi. Giant
2: octopi. Just
0: they just come out of they just come out of the sea. Like they just come out of the sea, Kraken style, and eat the yacht like it's a, like it's a pirate ship. I'm down with that. That's a good idea. Good job, Maxwell. I, I'm surprised that I, dolphins I, I haven't got into it twelve. yet. They keep getting in the nets, don't they? Dolphins are gonna start attacking fishermen with lightsabers
1: octopi are the only animals who can masturbate and it's still a gangbang
2: <laughs>
0: do-do-do-do-do. dolphins are doing flips <clears throat> yeah I can totally see that yeah oh bunny uh, so today we went to brunch and uh... Maxwell was eating grapes and I told him about how when I was his age, what I like doing is I would try to skin the grapes and so he got a grape and he started skinning the grape and then I got one of his grapes and I started skinning the grapes and then Sam was with us and Sam started skinning the grapes and Natasha, being Natasha, just rolled her eyes and looked the other way So we're skinning the grapes, and I'm not sure how this happened, but we decided, I think it was Maxwell who said that what we're doing is a grape autopsy, or, as we called it, a grape-topsy. Oh,
2: no, Mom said
0: that. Oh, Mom said it was a grape autopsy? We're performing a grape autopsy, or a grape-topsy. So anyway... I wrote a bad movie that you're going to be starring in. You're going to play the grape. Okay. It's all about the Fruit of the Looms... uh, Fruits. Remember those commercials with the Fruit of the Looms? Where it'd be like humans in fruit costumes? Okay, well the grape of Fruit of the Looms goes nuts and starts killing all the other fruits. Uh, Tying them up Saw style. And then uh, torturing them before finally uh, performing autopsies, dissecting them. It's going to be called Grape Topsy. The best part is, like, okay, so the grape kidnaps the strawberry and ties him up, and he's, he's torturing him. Maybe we play Stucky in the middle with you, and you and the grape outfit start dancing. But then when you finally cut into the strawberry, he doesn't bleed blood. Strawberries come out. Okay. It's going to be direct to Tubi. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be a, a Tubi exclusive. Because uh, one thing that this podcast has taught me, anyone can make a movie. This is true. I I saw a scene on Twitter from the movie Ouija Shark. Okay this guy gets eaten by a shark and he dies so then his ghost appears but then oh the shark that ate him and killed him has the power of the Ouija and becomes a ghost shark and now they're fighting as their ghosts and it's so bad and so cheesy and it's obviously just like a shark puppet that they did a close up of and it's so bad and you know it one of these summers, we could do the summer of shark movies. There are a billion. We could literally just throw a dart and find one.
2: When you said,
0: uh, Luigi Shark, I immediately thought Luigi Shark. Not a Luigi Shark. Luigi Shark, number one! Yeah.
1: No, that is that is what I was thinking, too. Luigi Shark, yeah. definitely. Um, so
0: how are you doing, Bonnie? Uh, pretty okay. Hanging out, you know. Well. Whatever. I just... Uh, today, I'm finally starting to crawl out of a deep, depressive episode. Yeah? It has not been fun. My life is kind of insane right now. I think... So it's very busy and it's very hectic, but I think the main trigger of my deep depressive episode is um, Emerald bought a house. Seriously? Yeah. Because she started working at like the age of 14 or 15. She started working at the Brahms fast food slash ice cream place that's like five minutes down the street and she became a, like a good employee and she worked really hard and like she was there for years
2: Yeah,
0: and she was a hardworking, dependable employee. And then she moved to Starbucks and she worked there for a while. And then she left there because her boyfriend almost died and she was taking care of him. And then she went to go apply for a job at another coffee place and the person who worked there was a manager with Emerald when she worked at Brahms. And the manager said, hey, um, there's a new coffee place that's opening on the other side of town. I want you to be the store manager. So Emerald is now the store manager of her own coffee shop. Nice. She is getting paid banks. She's doing the scheduling she's hiring people, interviewing people, she is dealing directly with the district manager, going to meetings, she's doing the deliveries, unloading the trucks, she is making so much, like, she's a store manager, and she made enough to get a house, she signed the deed, like, on Thursday or Friday, and so, right now, she's getting stuff, like a couch, and uh, washer, and a dryer, and she's getting ready to move, and that just punched me right in the fucking face. Just right in the face. That I am I'm I'm old enough that my kids are starting to leave and Amber's hoping to move out by the end of the year. And and it it's just sad. I never thought that I would I I have five kids, yeah, but I I, I never took the time to processed the idea that my children will leave me I guess yeah and and I've just been really depressed and really sad but today I'm I'm starting to crawl my way out of it and I'm really happy and I'm really excited to do this Good. episode of the podcast also my life is insane yes, right yes now so last so so uh da, 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 da. We did the podcast last on July 16th, and then on July 27th, I went to the small town of Prague, Oklahoma, and I was a performer at Prague, Oklahoma's first Pride Festival, and so I was about 30 people showed up 30, 35 people and it was a lot of fun and I did a story time and I talked and I told some jokes and I, I hung out with a bunch of really nice gay people and allies in, in this small town of Craig, Oklahoma there, there were protesters really? kind of It was an entire church congregation. It's one of those parks that's so big that, like, here's this big portion of the park, a main road. Here's the rest of the park. And so we're over here on on this part of the park, and right across the street on the other side of the park, an entire church congregation decided to have a uh, potluck lunch with singing and prayers right across the street from where we were. And it... and. At first, I'm like, where are we going? I'm not even sure. They said, look for the pride flags, but I don't see any pride flags. Where are we supposed to be? Oh, here's a big group of people. Let me just pull in. And they are all white. And there's Christian music playing and a Christian flag. And one of the cars has a sign that, said, that says, rainbows are God's creation. You don't own them. Okay, I'm going to back up slowly and go somewhere else. Oh, there they are. Across the street. But thankfully, they just sang some songs and prayed quietly by themselves, and they didn't fuck with us, so that was nice. And uh, a rapper that I like called Zan the Artist was there, and I was all nervous to meet them. And here they come, and they walk in, and they're going to be performing there, too, and I'm all excited and nervous to talk with them and meet them, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Talk to Zan the artist. So I, I walk over there and I'm like, uh, hi, Zan the artist. I'm, uh, and he turns and he looks at me and he goes, Maylin, hey bitch, get over here, and hugs me. And we just hung out like we were best friends for the entire pride. It was freaking Whoa. awesome. And I got to meet people and talk. And there was a teacher from Emerald's, from Eleanor's school there. I I don't remember I don't remember her name Uh, Eleanor knows but Eleanor's not here so that was a lot of fun and there was a reporter for a local radio station there KOSU and they interviewed me a little bit and then we get there early and everyone's setting up all of these people that I don't know and I'm a bit nervous and I sit down on the side and Eleanor comes and Eleanor's playing with me and Natasha comes, my wife and we're hanging out and talking and playing and there's a guy next to us with a camera who's also just sort of sitting there I'm assuming he's a cameraman and he says hey do you mind if I film you and I say yeah no problem so he's filming me and filming Eleanor and, and filming us and he films my entire performance and all that and then at the end I learn that he's a documentary filmmaker Yes. who did a documentary about a gay organization in Oklahoma City and the documentary was so good that the rural Oklahoma Pride people contacted the filmmaker and said, hey, we're doing all of these small town Pride events, maybe you want to do a documentary about it. So he showed up just to film Craig's Pride Fest, but he was fascinated by me, fascinated by me being a trans woman who's uh, happily married, has a supportive wife, and uh, kids, and is a storyteller, and he loved my stories and he loved how I worked the crowd. And so he asked me if he could contact me about filming more footage of me, and I said sure. He contacted me a few days ago. He absolutely wants to make me the focus of the documentary, and now we're working out when he will be following me in my house for days to make me the focus of the movie. Cool. I talked with my entire family to see if they were okay. Maxwell said that he's fine with being in the documentary as long as someone helps him clean his room. Okay. Which makes sense because it's messy AF. Uh, Eleanor's fine as long as they don't interview her and don't go in her room. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to have a documentary film crew following me around, which is exciting. Um, And then this Saturday, this coming Saturday, I'll be doing another Pride performance. This one will be here in my town, in my small town, and my church will be there. Emmanuel Episcopal Church will have a table there. Because uh, Episcopals are like Christians, but good Christians and not the crappy ones that, that are all over the place and forcing all okay, of their laws well, But now, is that
1: all Episcopals, or is that just your church?
0: All Episcopals? There, there might, might be some, some uh, old-timey ones out there that, you know, still are very traditional, but the the main belief of Episcopalianism is... Jesus said to love your neighbor as yourself. And that means um, divorced people, sex workers, trans people, drag queens. It it doesn't matter how you feel about someone because God wants you to treat everyone equally, even people you don't agree with. So uh, Episcopalianism is the way that Christianity should be, but isn't because most fundamental Christians are a-holes. Yes. So like today, I went to brunch at my Episcopal church, and one of the priests came, and we had a planning meeting about pride. And I told him how the Pride pride was, and he said, well, there was a pride event. We didn't even
1: talk about Barbie once.
0: Oh, Yeah. Uh, it, there was a pride event at a smaller town nearby a uh, Seminole last year, and they were at that one. So this isn't even my church's first pride event, so that's good, and I'm happy about that. I've also uh, been applying for a bunch of odd jobs. I might get a job as a carousel operator, as a storyteller. I have an audition to be a scare actor on the 10th. Um. The Norman Brewery finally got a hold of me, and this week we'll be having a Zoom meeting to uh, finalize our contract where I will be doing regular story times with them. Nice! So happy about that. And uh yes! So now we've gotten all of my shit done. Tell me about the Barbie movie. Was it? Gay Ken was in it! Gay That's Ken the best part. Gay Gay Ken was in it. Was in it i I went I, I marked out when for day 10 showed up what were your thoughts bunny uh I liked it
1: I liked it i I having watched the Barbie movie now makes people like Ben Shapiro and all that even fucking stupider. You know, just eating. I hear all of Are these you people fucking talking about. Me? You're oh. f- fragile, delicate, pussy-ass man. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is,
0: can't handle the Barbie movie. And I've seen people saying, "Oh, low testosterone, can bitch is a girl's toy." Yeah. With, with no penis. penis. Yeah. And you are upset that, that play, what he's not, not listening, listening to Joe Rogan, Rogan and going, yeah. like fuck you.
1: I, that that's exactly it. Like they're literally all upset that the Barbie movie isn't butch enough for them. Yeah. Like, what what's wrong with you? What is really really. Wrong with you. It was it was fun. It it, it was no Barb and Star, which is uh-huh. still my my litmus test for anything like this. Mm-hmm. But it comes close. There would certainly there's certainly a Barb and Star Barbie double feature somewhere in my future.
0: Yeah, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. I love the movie. Best especially
1: movie I've ever seen. No. Was it was it a decent comedy? Yeah.
0: If you had told me five years ago, hell, if you had told me last year that in 2023 two of my favorite acting roles would be from America, Ferreira, and Rhea fucking Perlman, I would have <laughs> slapped you across the face.
1: Let's face facts. Rhea Perlman... Would have been better if it was Stan Lee. I'm sorry. That's all I'm saying. I love Rhea Perlman. Nothing against her. But Stan Lee would have been better for that part. Even
0: Your you Barbie Troop, believer. Yes. Excelsior. I love. My favorite Stanley cameo is still. Teen Titans Go to the Movies. absolute best this is a DC movie I need to get out of here oh the best absolute best love that but it's a cute movie I I cried when America Ferrera did her big speech about being a woman because in my mind that was my mom giving me the talk that I never got because I was a guy
1: yeah
0: And it meant a lot to me. And also, uh, one of the main Barbies is trans. Which is one of the reasons why people are freaking the F out about this movie. But the fact that, like... Um... Was she the doctor Barbie? Um, I believe her name is Hari Neff. She's got red hair. And, um... Um, I'd hate to do this because I am a trans woman, but she's the Barbie with the Adam's apple. Okay. There's like that whole group of Barbies, and one is a president, and one is uh, whatever. I believe she's Doctor Barbie, but yeah, she's she's one of the main Barbies. Yes. A trans woman is one of the main Barbies, and so ah, oh, I dressed up all nice to go see it and everything, and. I was going to go see it again tomorrow, but I I have to go see the haunted mansion. It has had the worst reviews, but I'm, really? I'm going in, I'm going in with an open mind to see the haunted mansion tomorrow and we'll see what I think about it. I don't know. Man, I don't know. Yeah. I've heard some know. horrible things. Horrible things. I never would have thought that that we'd come to a a part of America where Rhea Perlman's movie has better box office yeah. than Danny DeVito's movie.
1: I, I, I was really, really kind of surprised, though, when when Ken, Ken came back to Barbie Land to start setting up the, his patriarchy, you know, that just like it seemed out of nowhere... He cut Barbie's arms and
0: legs off and put her in a box. In a box? Yeah. The thing that, the thing that gets me that about the Barbie movie... The thing that gets me... When I saw the Barbie movie, the first thing that ran through my mind is... Okay, I get that the beginning is a parody. Yeah. Of a space oddity. I don't think everyone in this theater gets that the beginning is a parody. Really? I don't know, I just don't think that like some of the like 45-year-old soccer moms in there know too much about the monolith. You-, you know? Yeah. And the giant space baby. So I was a bit worried about that. Like, okay, I'm a film geek. I get the beginning. I don't know if everyone in this theater gets the beginning. And also, there's a yeah, skin That's kids 2001. Here. You don't
2: have
1: to be a film geek for that.
0: But still I didn't think that everybody got it. Yes, Max? I've got a container of gleebles. You that's got a I'm, That's what I'm calling them. I'm calling them gleebles. Um, uh, Maxwell is just uh over here playing with his balls. Don't worry about it. Uh,
2: okay. I'm playing with uh I got a container of gleebles.
0: Gleebles? Gleebles. that's what gleebles. I'm calling them. Mm. They're new creatures. Alright then, hey, um, Maxwell thank you for being here during the podcast, and I love you. I love you so much that later I will be cutting off your arms and your legs and keeping you in a box. It's going to be called Boxing Maxwell. You know what? We're going to shorten that. Boxwell. Boxwell. You're just going to be a stump in a box. It's my Max in a box. (laughs) All right. You got green? You got
2: green, 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 green? Purple
0: Gleebles. Some people watch this on Twitch and YouTube, but this is... Pink Gleebles. Most of our viewers listen to the podcast, and they have no idea what you are showing the camera. So for those of you who are listening to this later on Twitch or Stitch or whatever...
2: And then you got yellow Gleebles.
0: They're small little squishy balls. The yellow Gleebles are the rarest ones. I got you Trying to show my So that is Jeff, our monologue. Um, my life is kind of crazy right now. Uh, less than a minute. So, that is it for our monologue. We are going to be taking a break. There's going to be some music, some videos, a bunch of fun stuff, and then when we come back, we are going to be talking about this week's movie. Boxing Helena and, um, at least one mention of the band, The Misfits. Yes. At least one. Um, and and um, I'm going to be screaming about Michael Jackson and Art Garfunkel. Yes. And David Lynch. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun, so just stay tuned with us. It's halftime. We're going to be playing some fun stuff. And when we come back, Boxing Helena! Oh. We're going to be punching the crap out of her. Yes. Yes, I keep we spinning out popcorn. I'm eating popcorn during the podcast because I'm a professional. So we will be right back... The subtitle it actually says you don't float around wearing diapers and eating grapes I love this book so much and this woman believes that like literally believes that when she prays Jesus takes her from earth and lets her play in heaven uh here's what the back says since 1988 the Holy Spirit has been taking me to heaven Jesus would show me various fun places and allowed me to do fun things. I asked, why ha- Why was he showing me these places? Daddy slash God said. Because people think all they do here is float around wearing diapers, eating grapes, or doing nothing but bowing before me. Okay. So this is my favorite passage of the book, and it's called Play Gel Balls. I'm not sure if this, hold on, I'm going to do this in two parts. Okay, you ready for this? This morning while worshipping, I was caught up in the spirit and stepped over into heaven when I heard Jesus say, come play gel balls. (laughs) It's like a water balloon, but the ball is full of giggly joy gel. You can Mm -hmm. squeeze it into yourself. When you put one in yourself, you laugh intensely. Here in the the spirit realm, you can place things into yourself as if you were transparent. When you try to hit the other person with these joy gel balls, they try to get hit. So it will go into them, and they will intensely laugh. They can also catch it and squeeze it into themselves. Intensely laugh and keep playing. Heaven is so fun and filled with intense laughter. This reminded me of Job 8.21 that says, He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with joyful shouting. Hello there. Yeah, so anyway, I love this book. I love this book so much. And a lot of people have asked me, why do you love this book so much? And, and the thing that I love about this book is that it, this isn't a joke. This person actually believes. Uh, chapter 2, Daddy, God, and the Holy Spirit in Heaven. This woman actually believes that she can leave Earth and travel to Heaven where she has a vaguely uh, a high sexual tension relationship with Jesus. There's a passage in here where she's slow dancing with Jesus. Fragrance of Jesus. Like, this woman wants to bang our Lord and Savior. And I I just love this. I, I just... Jesus is in me. Jesus is in me. This woman wants to bang Christ. And I just love this book because... If 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 you're on the street and you're pushing a shopping cart and the police ask you what's up with you and you say, Oh, I, I I've been talking to Jesus, he takes me he takes me to uh to roller coasters. Roller coasters in heaven, you don't uh, just float around on a cloud wearing diapers and eating grapes, then you'd be put in an institution or a prison and you'd rot in there for the rest of your life. But if you're an old white woman and you say those things then uh congratulations you're a prophet it's it's insane this woman is clearly insane
2: diamond light
3: love that boy we live the space with minimum waste and maximum joy delight this business night, when you require streetcar desire for higher heights, no place but beginners of so sensitive hearts, sentiment is left to chance. No place to be ending, but somewhere to start No need to ask, he's a smooth operator Smooth operator Smooth operator Smooth operator operator. Coastal, coastal, late to Chicago, western Maine Across the north and south to kill like a love of Gonna make Some turkey Enchiladas And think of me While enjoying that I hope hope you Make make yummy sounds
2: Mm.
3: (coughs) Face to face each glass that case We shed a box And a ball cross Yet need the chase A license to love Insurance to owe Melt your memories And changes them meant to go I like angels, but this heart is cold No need to ask you just... Smooth
2: operator Smooth
3: operator Smooth operator Smooth But I'm not beat a lot of a lot of with the very day song Oh, will take a lot of take with the day songs. Oh, gelada, 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 with <laughs> green songs oh oh oh, oh 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 smooth
2: operator
3: smooth operator smooth operator my old heart A singer in a smoky room A smell of wine and cheap perfume For a smile they can share the night It goes on and on and on and on Strangers waiting (laughs) Up and down the boulevard Their shadows searching in the night lights people living just to find emotion hiding somewhere somewhere in the night working hard to get my fill Everybody wants a thrill Paying anything to roll the dice Just one more time Some will win Some will lose Some were born to sing my blues All the movie never ends It goes on and on and on and on Strangers Eh. Walk up and down the boulevard, their shadows searching in the night. Streetlights, people, living just to find emotion, hiding somewhere in the night. Believing, hold on to the feeling, yeah. Streetlights, people, don't stop believing. street streetlights, people. To the field yeah. has free lights people.
4: Filthy capitalist cap the call fit revolution revolution
3: her
2: name? She's Helena.
3: From which he cannot awaken. A dark obsession. You're
2: everything to me. You're nothing to me.
3: He cannot control. Nothing to me.
2: You have the faintest idea how to make me feel good. Make me feel good. What is it going to take, Nick, for you to realize I don't want anything to do with you?
3: She is a woman. He will do anything to possess.
2: You have done a very bad thing.
3: Anything? You should see what he's done to me. I had to operate here in the lab. This is unheard of. Why isn't she in the chief hospital? I took care of it, Alan. What about your life? I love her, Alan. Beyond love. Take her. Beyond obsession. Take her. There hides something beyond reason. Ah!
4: and we're back with more of
0: the Pope on film my wife Natasha just brought up a really good point I think Natasha said maybe they hired Art Garfunkel to be in Boxing Helena because they wanted it to be an art film but I, I I got that and I took it in a different way the director said, I want this to be an art film. There needs to be art. And then it's like, so what did you do to make this an art film? Oh, an art fi- film. I hired Art Garfunkel. I thought you said you wanted art in the film. Not that you wanted it to be an art film. Anyway, Art Garfunkel's here.
1: Okay, now now I have a... F- bouncing off of this... I'm thinking we're really close to justifying Art Garfunkel being in this movie than we can of justifying the fucking movie. Art Garfunkel wrote the boxer.
0: Okay, I heard that. So Art he would Garfunkel... be in
1: boxing Helena. And let's face facts: if you ever want to establish something's in New York, <clears throat> throw in Art Garfunkel.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I heard that Art Garfunkel beat out a lot of other people to be in this film, like. Uh, Oats oh, from Good. Hall and Oats. Oats, yeah. And and Marty Janetti. Yes. They don't like being called Hall and Oats. Daryl Hall and John Oats. Yeah, but people just call it Hall and Oats. Yeah. H-N-G-L-O. That's weird. Yeah. yeah, Hall and Oats. Um, as a uh... Whatever that thing is, yeah. right now. so you uh, can choose about that. Yeah. Uh. So in our uh, monologue in Jeff, Maxwell was here showing everybody his gleebles, which which is the name he gave his small uh, gelatinous balls. And then we, <laughs> we had our that. halftime. We had our halftime where I. Uh, uh, male presenting me read the book Heaven is Real and Fun You Don't Float Around on Clouds Wearing Diapers and Eating Grapes, Playing Harps uh, Where uh, The woman was talking About playing with gel balls Yes With Jesus, so I Asked Matt if we could call the gel The gleebles. Gel balls, that was an emphatic no. These are not gel balls that are filled with giggly joy gel that Jesus throws into you. Yeah. These are gleables. They are totally different things. Totally different. And I want to make that clear. These are not gel balls. They're gleebles, people. That's right. Yes, Max go ahead. You can show Gleebles because I would rather have you talk about Gleebles, something that you care about, than have to talk about this shitty film.
2: So...
0: You have the floor, Maxwell. I haven't even done the intro, but you have the floor.
2: So, we got golden Gleebles. These are
0: rare, very rare. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, and then these are still Gleebles. Silver Gleebles. Yeah. That was actually the name of my bowling team, my bowling league, the Silver Gleebles. Yeah. Also, uh, there's also a Crystal Gleeble. Crystal Gleeble. She was my favorite country singer from the 80s, Crystal Gleeble. Those those were an off-brand sneaker
1: I bought once.
0: Yeah. We also got a giant Gleeble. Uh-huh. Not a gel ball that Jesus throws inside of you. We also got Different. a cursed Gleevil who has who has tampered with the dark arts too much and now has gone on the path. This dark, dark Gleevil has a tail and an eye, and uh-huh. it is kind of creepy. My son made that at school, <laughs> and it scares me.
2: Exorcist, so, ball? leg
0: balls? I don't know. Lebel leg ball gleeble? Le- glee-ble? I don't know. Let's there's just Lego- call it Jeff. Yeah, there's the infamous Jeffs. The infamous Jeffs, which is a pile of gold. And really. No, they're
2: just. No, they are. This is a pile of Lego
0: gleebles. Very a rare. A pile of Lego gleebles. Very rare, buddy. Very it rare. Also, this, this gleeble was thought to be a myth.
2: But
0: now it's real. But it is real. It's the square gleebol. Oh! I'd like to think of it as like the infinity gleebol. Are very, are very, they are very sensitive. So you've got to handle them with care. Yes. But they do like bouncing around. Like he, They're also he, vegan and they won't shut up about it.
2: Most. A lot of them will I hilarious. like
0: to think that podcast wise yeah. someone right now is on SoundCloud or Stitcher saying ooh, this podcast discusses Boxing Helena. I'm going to click this because this is my favorite movie.
2: Here, and my the favorite
0: Sherilyn Fenn film. Yes. I can't wait to hear them discuss it. And at, in the beginning They just get like 10 minutes of Gleebles
1: <laughs> See but at the same time Okay this, I hated this, this movie I hated yeah. this movie But I bet you If this movie caught me like Early to mid 20's
0: That's exactly what I said To my wife
1: Anyways. I bet you I bet you I would have loved it and I would have hailed it a cinematic genius and it would have been a col- in my collection to this day.
0: Anyways, exactly yeah.
2: those were all- those that I have found Thank you so far.
0: Thank you for sharing your gleebles with us Maxwell. and it's so funny that you mentioned that funny because I okay. literally said to Natasha that this movie sucked and I hated it and it was difficult to watch it. But I just know that if I was 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 and I was uh, smoking cloves and trying to be cool and hanging out in like Mesa and Scottsdale and Tempe with Tom yeah, and, and we're going up trying to find indie films and in small theaters we've never been to and this is the only theater in the entirety of Phoenix that's playing this one film and oh we're going to go see this and I bet I would love Boxing Helena, or at least pretend that I like it. Yeah. This movie, if you want to buy it on DVD, you can get it at Amazon for $30 to $70. Because they do not make this DVD anymore.
1: Oh, thank God.
0: (laughs) Which I found astounding. So, what do you have? Salt lamp. That is... That's a salt lamp. That doesn't work. Um, it's, it's not an, it's not a salt lamp until you attack someone with it.
1: Man, I thought he was just standing there holding a giant chunk
0: of frozen red meat. I thought, I thought it was, uh, (laughs) Sun will rule the world. That's what I thought it was. That's what I thought it was. Okay, now let's do the intro. Thank you for showing me your... Did you get the joke that I said, though, Maxwell? I said, it's assault layup. Oh, wait, it's not assault layup until you attack someone with it, because then it's assault. Assault layup. Crime jokes, I know you like crime jokes, Max. It's time, buddy!
1: It's time. God help us, it's time. <laughs>
0: Yes, Bonnie, my friend, my brother, my third descriptor added later. It is time once again for all of us here at the Popon Film to ease on down, ease on down the road to our hand-picked and painstakingly hand-painted and available only for a limited time. So call us now, Movie of the Week. And this week we watch what is no doubt the oddest film in the Rocky franchise, because not only... Is there no Rocky or Adrian or even fucking Bolly to be seen in this film? There's hardly not a any single boxing yo. In. Not a single yo making this truly the Halloween 3 of the Rocky franchise. It's the dumbest fuck 1993 psychosexual snooze fest. We continue our summer of yo with Boxing Helena! They stole their ending from Robot Monster, which I hate. Yes. But to be fair, there aren't a lot of movies out there where, oh, at the end you realize the whole thing has been a dream. They don't really do that in too many movies. I mean, Boxing Helena, uh, Robot Monster, Wizard of Oz, Adam Sandler's Click, Invaders from Mars, Jacob's Ladder, Mulholland Drive, Alice in Wonderland, Vanilla Sky, Identity... Emilio Estevez's Wisdom, The Devil's Advocate, Rob Reiner's North, and depending on your take, fucking Inception. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, when our Garfunkel popped up seven minutes into this, I legit screamed, why are you in this? (laughs) Leave! However, I know that we've been doing this podcast for nine years. For, for almost nine years. This October will be nine years that we have done a love on Film podcast, and yes. I know the one thing that you have been saying repeatedly, not every episode, but most episodes that we have done. Bunny, you have been repeatedly saying I wish we could see a movie where the worst half of Simon and Garfunkel acted alongside the dad from that 70s show. And now, finally, here we are! Yes. This must yes, be a, like the culmination of it for you. For you.
1: The, the one you know. thing I have to give this movie, okay, is the acting of Julian San and Cheryl Fent, because I fucking despise them. Yeah. With every... Good, good job. Good job. That's what you were supposed to do. You did it well.
0: And hey, did they, though... Did they, they though? Were horrible. I don't think they can act their way out of a paper bag, yeah. and this movie is a, a paper bag.
1: Okay, I, I I will listen to such. So you are telling me Julian Sands is just that creepy. It
0: it. It's like they made her a manic pixie dream girl, but made her act like a bitch. Yeah. And it's like oh. I'm going to take off all my clothes at this fancy party at this mansion and I'm going to dance in the fountain in my lingerie because I'm such a free spirit. Yeah, it's called bipolar disorder and I'm on the good meds and you're on the no meds.
1: Yeah. So. Was that it? It Was was it that bipolar? No, I just. Or was everything in her life all eyes had to be on her. She had to... Here we are at a big fancy party. What is the best avenue here where I can make myself the center of attention?
0: This this is a visual thing, and if you're listening to this later on SoundCloud or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or whatever, then I apologize. You really should try and see this on YouTube or... Our Twitch live streams. But sometimes I have my hair and I think, oh, wow, I am a really pretty woman. And then sometimes I look at my hair and I go, it's like if Joey Ramon transitioned. <laughs> you know? Hey, we're the Ramones. I'm on HRT. One, two, three, four. So. I think that this movie is shit And I I think I've figured out why Why The writer slash director is Jennifer Chambers Lynch Lynch As in Lynch Really This is the daughter of David freaking Lynch Yeah no wonder this film stars Sarah Lynn Fed in a script that tries and fails to be a David Lynch movie.
1: And, and this as, is just as diet I David Lynch. Said, I, I'm just not a David Lynch
0: fan. Yeah. And this is just a, a bad David Lynch impression. It's like seeing Pulp Fiction and then seeing things to do in Denver when you're dead. Yeah. It's like, oh, Okay. This is a bad attempt at a uh, Tarantino movie. It's like when I read the book Nose Number 4 ATU by author Joe Hill, and by the time I'm done with the 950-page book, I'm like, wow, somebody likes Stephen King. And then <laughs> later I learn, oh, Joe Hill is the son of Stephen King. Well, that makes sense. So uh, this movie is just Diet David Lynch. And yeah, I don't like David Lynch in the first place. And then this is a bad attempt at recreating something that I don't particularly like. But this movie was made for one good reason. And that reason is Cinemax has to show something at 2 a.m. Yes. And that is this this movie sucks so bad, I have a million things to say about it. For starters, Nick Cavanaugh, the film star, is played by Julian Sands. Warlock himself! Yes. Warlock! You know how long I have gone without thinking about the movie freaking Warlock? Yeah. A long time! But in this film, And I, like, I
1: just found it really interesting how, like, nobody cared about Julian Sands until they literally confirmed he was dead. Yeah. Even when he was missing, like, I, I don't know, I caught the headline the first fucking day when he was missing back in January. Yeah. And was surprised that nobody had mentioned it. That Julian Sands was missing and they they were sending out search parties and not finding him and all this and like, Everybody was pretty much just silent about it. You know? I am I was died and
3: everybody was like, Oh Julian Sands!
0: Oh the warlock! Oh I I am still surprised that Julian Sands did not portray (coughs) Nigel, the bad guy from the nineteen eighty-four film Top Secret. Yes. Cuz he looks a lot like that basic white dude. In this film, he looks like he looks like a wet sandwich in yeah. this film. He He has he has the acting ability of any random Mormon missionary you pull off the street. Yeah. You pick a random Mormon missionary from the street and give him the script to Boxing Helena, and basically you'll get the same performance. Yeah. A- and his character is such a... Such a weeb. Such a goober. I'd hate to say it. I'd hate to say it. As a piece of liberal trash, I'd hate to use this word, but I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cavanaugh is a cuck.
1: Oh, fuck yeah.
0: There you go. Fuck
1: know. yeah. I, 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 I don't even know what, what point I had said in the movie. Like, early on, somewhere in Act 1, I was like, okay, she's hot, but have some fucking self-respect. Yes. For Christ's mm-hmm. sakes. She's hot. She's horrible, though. Yeah. She's the the fucking worst. She is hot, but she is a completely horrible human being.
0: Yeah. She's She's the the absolute absolute worst. worst.
1: Maybe try finding
0: a human. And And Julian Julian Sands looks looks like, uh... It's like, 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 oh, man, you played Warlock? Because in in this movie, it looks like you're really into collecting stamps. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: But now see which the is thing not is, which the is not
0: is, what you want no, in a leading yeah. man.
1: But see, the thing is is about this movie in particular is that there was so that's Sherilyn Fenn, okay? I just summed up she's a horrible human being and she's hot. That's her character. <laughs> There's really nothing yep. else to her character. And basically the it. same thing is the same thing as with Julian Sands. Extra to hotness add more creepiness and that's it yeah. and through the whole oh. rest of the movie nothing changes
0: there I'm in the trees Jeez. watching this woman have sex okay, okay. McFly yeah geez he's a pooping cow and
1: she's having sex with Bill Paxton
0: Or Bill Pullman.
1: Who Jeannie... She just referred to him as Jim
0: Morrison. He doesn't play a thug in this movie. He plays a ridiculously over-the-top comedic caricature of a thug. He has some of the worst acting in this film, this side of Joshua Wesley's 2025, The World
1: Enslaved. What killed me about Bill Paxton... That just had me just like every time I saw him.
2: Wonderful.
1: his wardrobe was <laughs> fresh out of the box every yeah. fucking scene. yeah you know, I mean, you may be a tough guy, but you just got the outfit today.
0: <laughs> you, you know. know. You know that they wanted to put a toothpick in his mouth.
1: Oh god, yeah. I kept looking you at it at his it. t-shirt collar that was just pristine and well fitted. And the sleeves too, just like perfect you know just fresh t-shirt and clothes and, and then like that is so <laughs> It's lame. It was it's just lame laughably ass. funny. You yeah. Know, it's,
0: it's ridiculous, ridiculous is winning. what it is. Yeah. So So, uh, um Shouldn't we have a rip or
1: something? Shouldn't there be some a little grease, <clears throat> maybe? You know, something like you've worn these clothes before. You know? Yeah, nothing.
0: Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing. nothing. So originally Madonna was slated to star in this and then uh, she dropped out I can only assume she read the script and so she left the production and then they got Kim Basinger Basinger? Basinger? They got Kim Kardashian to star in it Neither, um, Neither of
1: which Madonna or Kim Basinger have ever felt really pretty attractive
0: one can only assume that Madonna read the script and said, No, thank you. I only do good films like 2002's Swept Away! Oh. So Kim Bassinger took the role, saw the script, said, Oh, hell no, F off, and also bounced. And so the studio sued Kim Bassinger. Why not Madonna? But whatever. She su- she was successfully sued for $9 million, which is effing ridiculous. This movie made $1.8 million at the box office. So they sued Kim Bassinger for $7.2 million more than this shit show of a movie actually made at the box office. And she eventually had to declare bankruptcy, but then she was able to reverse the decision in appeals. And then settled out of port for three point eight million, which is still a high amount, but it's better than nine million. But yeah. again, that's two million more than this movie made at the box office. And then there was some guy who was gonna star in Bill Paxton that or that Particularly components. with
1: Kim Bassinger, there was a really big stink at the time about it.
0: Yeah. So, I'm happy that she eventually went on to become nominated for L.A. Confidential. Yes. After this. What, like, four years after this, I think? So, like, good for her. She deserved (laughs) that. She was great in that movie. She would have sucked in it. But, um, okay, so, I got lost in a deep dive with this film.
1: Really? Okay. Yes.
0: Yes. So I'm looking through the cast, trying to. F- okay, so uh, yeah, Julian Sands, Sherilyn Fenn, the dad from that '70s show, Garfunkel. But who else is in this film? And so I, I see the mom, the naked mom, which Julian Sands is obsessed with, his yeah. naked, uh, uh, mom and. I look her up on IMDb. Her name is Meg Register. Okay. Which... Oof. I, I wonder if her middle name is Cash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the mom who dies in the beginning...
1: They just call in, her ka <laughs> uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this movie... Uh, I assume, killed her career because she was only in two really small things after Boxing Helena and then was never in anything else. But, this was her biggest role at the time. Before this, her biggest role, apart from showing titty in this film, her biggest part that she ever did was as morphing blonde girl at the end of Michael Jackson's 1991 music oh. video for his song, Black and White. Oh. And so, of course, I then have to go and watch the entire Black and White music video, which I haven't seen since the 90s. And let me tell you, it's so fucking bad. So many... uh music videos from back in the day were like oh my god this is amazing this is big this is huge but now you try and see courtney cox awkwardly dancing with uh bruce springsteen on stage during a music video it's difficult to watch yes so um the entire black and white music video is intensely cringe especially the end. Okay, cat. Yes, I love you. Don't turn off my computer again. You have done this before during the podcast. (laughs) Do not turn off my computer, cat. Here's uh, a little bit of a cat there. Yeah. Uh, Cat. It's the cat show starring the cat. What do you have to say about boxing Helena? Ah! Hey, stop rubbing up against the camera. That is very cute, though. Okay, you're rubbing up Against the podcast. Was that good, Cat? Did the podcast feel nice? Okay.
1: Okay, I, wait, I a a like... wait a second. Wait a second. You blanked out. Oh, there you go.
0: I did, I did. I, I pressed the wrong button.
1: Well, I the am cat... sorry. I am no expert in this field, but I think you may have just reached a milestone in transitioning. Huh. A cat just took over your podcast. Think yeah. about it. yeah. Think
0: about it. I. Okay, so when when I did the Prague, Oklahoma Pride uh, Festival, when I performed there, they had name tags. And so I wrote, Hi, my name is Maylin. And then there was a part for pronouns. I put she, her. And I put the name tag on. And then when I was done with the name tag, I took it off and I wanted to throw it away somewhere. And I didn't know where to throw it away. Uh, so apparently, without thinking, I folded up my name tag and stuck it in Ten my minute bra. Ten-minute
2: warning.
0: Ten-minute warning. And then I forgot about it until later that night when I finally took off my bra and my name tag fell out. And I swear to you, I almost cried because I finally felt like I reached peak womanhood.
2: Yeah.
0: And I put my something in a bra and then forgot about it. <laughs> It was the same way I felt when I came home from the movies once and I took off my bra and like four pieces of popcorn fell out and it's like, Oh! I am a woman. (laughs) I am a woman. Hear me roar! So, Bunny, do you have the video?
1: Uh, yes. Yes, I do.
0: Yes, okay. Play the video. I made it specifically for Boxing Helena okay. so we could all take a little look at the mom, but I didn't want us to get a copyright strike, so I uh, did something special. So uh, if you have that queued up, go ahead and play it, Bunny. Worst thing you'll see today, this was something in a major music video by the biggest music artist in the world. And we all saw it, and we said, yeah, that's fine. This is totally normal. And it's not the cringiest thing you'll ever see. I'm singing this so I don't get a copyright strike during this song. This is actually something that a major artist made, and we were fine with it. We were fine with it. Somebody turning into a overweight Hispanic man, and we were fine with it. We were fine with it. This song isn't the best either, but that is okay. The blonde woman was in
4: boxing hell enough. Here we come back. You can blame it
1: all on me. (laughs) Whatever.
0: The podcast is back. (laughs) <laughs> Blame it all on Steve, he's not here anymore, and now it's just my limb. That uh, morphing thing was difficult to watch.
2: Yeah.
0: that was. At one point in time, people watched that and said, This is the peak of technology!
1: Well, yeah. And Michael Jackson was selling the video as that, as <laughs> the yeah. peak of technology the new morphing technology uh, his his follow-up to thriller almost yeah you know yeah. for for the expense and all of that and then I mean willow willow came out at the same time they used a lot of morphs yeah uh, now it's easy <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah uh and then that was it you gave us that yeah you're a genius
0: <laughs> yeah so I threw that together for the podcast I really like the little song that I sang that's basically all I got for this week's fucking shit show I thought we I thought it'd be funny to take a break in between the Sylvester Stallone series and the Creed series and watch this movie and pretend like it's a part of the Rocky series, but I didn't realize just how much of a shitty movie this film actually was. Yeah, And it was just... This is, I will say, Boxing Helena because I refuse to pronounce it the right way. Boxing Helena is one of the best movies we have ever done on the podcast because I hated it I hated every second of it. The movie was bad, and I did not like it. But I felt so good when the credits started rolling. Oh, God, yes, we cheered. I was like, yes, it's over. And I go and I hug Mal in the kitchen, and I'm like, it's over. It's over. I did it. We did it. I felt like, like, This must be what it's like when the cancer patients get to ring the bell. (laughs) Because I did it. I got through this. Yes. So, like, if anything, like, I woke up this morning, you know, the last couple of days I've been really, like, deep, dark, suicidally depressed, really absolutely hating myself. And I woke up this morning, and it's like, okay, I'm feeling a little bit better. Maybe with a little bit of effort. I can feel better. Oh, I still need to watch this week's movie, and I watch it, and it's like, oh, this is the worst, this is the worst. But finally getting, finishing the movie, made me feel like a million effing bucks. Like, yes! I don't have to watch it anymore! It's done! Thank you, Jesus! Boxing, Helena, and I, it is done! And I, I was top of the world. I was top of the world, Mom. But here is a f- interesting postscript. The writer-director of this film, uh, Diet David Lynch, Jennifer Chambers Lynch, she made a few more films after Boxing Helena. They did not do too well. So she moved on to directing TV shows where she is still to this day massively ridiculously effing successful yeah the direct the writer director of boxing helena has directed such television shows as sight teen wolf american horror story criminal minds agents of shield the walking freaking dead jessica jones netflix's daredevil and that damn Jeffrey Dahmer show on Netflix that everyone was going nuts for
3: oh my
1: god
0: so good for her she has made a career as a TV director good for you I guess your career survived boxing Helena. Yeah. you succeeded in directing despite writing and directing this film that is good for you because this killed some other careers, but you succeeded. Good for yes. you. <laughs> David Lencia, good for you. <clears throat> and here's my one mention. The only good thing about Boxing Helena is the song Helena by the Misfits. Yeah. At See, first, I'm like, the Misfits are like this punk band, and for white boys for angry white boys yeah and then they had a bunch of different singers and one of them had like white power ties oh really and so yeah so the misfits they aren't really a band for me and oh wait they have a song about dr fives okay well i'll listen to this and okay that's it wait they have a song teenagers from outer space i love that movie let me hear that song okay now i'm done die monster die that's a Boris Karloff film. I love that. Okay, I'll listen to this one song. Okay, I'm done. Oh shit, they've got a Plan 9 song, we'll get your ass over here. But I like their song, uh, Helena. It goes uh If I cut off your arms and cut off your legs, would you still love me anyway? And I I like it. I really <laughs> like the song. That's how the misfits got me. Is that, like, 90% of their songs are just based on shitty movies? Yeah. So it's like, I don't really like the music of uh, the Misfits, and wait, they have a song called Prodemic? Well, fuck. <laughs> so that's how they got me. So anyway, that's it for this week. Boxing Hell and a surprise, surprise, of shit. Yes. <laughs> Next what? week. Worse than... We- move into the modern day with Creed! and I'm excited because I never saw the Creed movies because Rocky 5 effed me so hard. Yes. So I'm excited to get into this new territory, but now that I look back at this episode, oh, uh, communist, uh, uh communist sea otters, uh, um, Emerald's New House, Garfunkel, I gotta say I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast This has
1: been a damn good episode of the podcast Good, good, good
0: I felt the same way but I feel like you're the person who makes those distinctions and yes, I concur with your assessment good sir
1: So until next week I am Bunny Williams
0: And I am Reverend Naylin. on behalf of Maxwell and Natasha and everybody else I just want to say thanks for listening and we will see you next week. you godless hiddens. Thank you now.. And you Eleanor? Oh. Not
4: that.